It is the Nico and Chris Bears post game wrap up podcast show featuring Nico. And Chris is out this week on uh, some anniversary stuff. Uh, him and his wife are celebrating their wedding anniversary this weekend. So, no, Chris. I unfortunately only watched some of the games. So, I'm going to give you some of my quick bullet points on what I saw and uh, what led to this Bears victory. And uh, doing my quick impression of Chris. That's right. Your Chicago Bears beat Aunt, uh, Jeff. Uh, what's his name? Joe Burrow. I figured it out. And the Cincinnati Bengals in a nail-biter towards the end. 20-17 to in the home opener at Soldier Fields. That's right, Soldier Fields, because Justin Fields led the Bears to victory uh, after Andy Dalton uh, hurt himself running for some reason because he's an old man. He shouldn't be running. Uh, make sure to follow the show at NNC Bearscast at Twitter and Instagram. Look for the show at Nico and Chris Bears Postgame on a lot of your podcast sites. Uh, Apple, uh, iTunes, obviously Spotify, Google, Pocket Cast, and others. Anchor as well. Anchor.fm. The... the uh, the podcast app also it works very well, very user-friendly. So, yeah, Bears win the home opener. Uh, finally win the first game. Didn't take long, only to game two. 20-17. The score, while close, really all the action came in the second half. Um, it was a 7 to nothing game going into the first, going after the first half. Uh, exactly one year ago, game two against the Giants. Uh, not exactly one year ago, the Bears held the Giants scoreless. So it had been almost a calendar year since the Bears held the team scoreless in the first half. Um, Andy Dalton led one drive, one touchdown drive, uh, which was helped out by a Marquise Goodwin uh, uh, pass interference. Um, He was pushed out of bounds by Eli Apple, who I didn't even know was still playing in the league. Uh, Ever after he got traded from the Giants, the Saints, and that didn't work with the Saints, I did not know he was still in there, but even the Bengals have people. Just remember, if you're out of a job, you can always go to the Bengals. The Bengals always will sign you. <laughs> um, sorry for, uh, I'm a little stuffy right now. I, I'm dealing with uh, sinus problems again with the ever-changing weather in the Northwest ter- Northwest Indiana Territories. Um, but yeah, 2017, it's it's a nice victory, especially after last week, you know, how disappointing the Bears came out. And it's not so much, again, if you did listen to last week's episode, the real reason why I was so bent out of shape is just how poorly the Bears looked coming out of the gate. They looked sloppy. They didn't look like a team that was ready to be there. And if this is prime time, and I mean, I don't believe that the Bears, I mean, I don't know if Matt Nagy believes it, but, you know, the Bears are not a primetime team right now, and when they keep going out and they keep, you know, playing and bumbling around like they do, yeah, it, it, it's hard to watch and it's hard to evaluate in a way where you can sound like you're being fair or you're not being so cruel or harsh, really harsh and cruel, but... You know, yeah, it, 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 it's hard to enjoy what you see, especially when it's the home open, when it's the uh, the season opener. Um, it's very hard to enjoy that. It's very hard to watch that through a critical sense without letting your own feelings come through. This week, look, the Bears, the Bears' offense is what it is. Their their offensive line is put together right now with band aids and and super glue. You know what I mean? There's really, I mean, Jason Peters started this week, and everybody thought he wouldn't, and that's. I, I kind of wonder if that's because Larry Borum, who was a fifth-round draft pick this uh, this year, 
he's on the IR right now. So both of your offensive tackle prospects from this year's draft are out at the moment. Um, so, yeah, Jason Peters, 39-year-old, uh, big ass, is out there on the field somehow keeping it together. I really don't know how. Um yeah, watching a few plays from the first quarter, and again, remember, my my knowledge of today's game is only fragmented. I was only able to watch what I could watch. I was busy, and I was moving around a lot, so um, the offense still looks a little bit, you know, uh, it, it does not look good. Um, David Montgomery is your best offensive weapon after Allen Robinson. Cole Komet, you know, I still don't understand why they keep playing this, you know, uh, this game where the, 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 the wideouts only go seven, eight yards and then turn around. I just, I know the offensive line can't hold it, but I mean, the one pass that Dalton did make, the Marquis Goodwin pass, that ended up being called a defensive pass interference, and it was actually an incomplete pass because Godwin, uh, had to jump outside out of bounds to catch it you know it was a breakdown and you know uh dalton on the fly held himself together found the man and threw the ball to him you know but i i kind of want the bears to stretch the field a little bit because sooner or later you're gonna face stronger defenses i mean they faced a good defense last week and they didn't care if David Montgomery ran across, ran, ran over, day, uh, ran roughshod all over him because they were going to stop Andy Dalton, which they did pretty well. Um, and today, you know, I don't know if it was play calls, but you look at Justin Fields' numbers and they're not great. I just, I, I wonder if, um, Nagy was trying to call a game plan for him that just, you know, kept him within the confines of a more vanilla offense, something where where Justin Fields doesn't really, uh, you know, make too many mistakes and puts the team because that 2017 score is is not going to be an anomaly. That's you know really when you think about it, one touchdown on offense, the other touchdown on a pick six from Roquan Smith, who by the way had a great game last week and he's having another great. You know, all pro or not this year, which he should be, he should have been last year. Um, all pro or not, I think he's he's trying to make make a real name for himself. Uh, and he's got a contract coming up soon. It'll be next year when his con- rookie contract's up. But he wants that all pro nod, and I think he's going to start. I think he, if he had a good game last week, if he has the interception this week, you know, with the pick six, I keep an eye on him all season because I think he's going for that defensive player of the year award. And wouldn't it be nice to have another Bears defensive player of the year, uh, you know, again? You know, because that's all we can celebrate because we don't know what offense looks like as fans. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be great. But everybody got into it. Even Eddie Jackson made a tackle, believe it or not, although he missed one later in the game on Jamar Chase. So, you know, give one and you take one away. Uh, Akeem Hicks got a sack. I think Quinn got a sack, but it got negated. Khalil Mack got a sack. Roquan Smith got a sack on a blitz. And... You know, I, I will say this. I know a lot of people, you know, ragged on Roquan Smith for not getting the All-Pro nod because he plays behind Khalil Mack, but it's not like Khalil Mack is finishing up those tackles either, you know. And Roquan's speed is something no one ever really talks about, it seems. Him coming off a blitz play is so fun to watch because his first step is outstanding. Like, you just see him turn on a dime, and he is gone. He can dart at you. And, again, Roquan Smith is someone I've been 
high on since he got drafted, and he's probably one of my favorite players to watch. So I think he's definitely going for a season that will be remembered, at least this year. He's going to make people pay attention. Let's hope um, that we can see him all season, because he hasn't finished a 16-game season I don't think he's ever had a full 16-game season. And now with it being 17 games, you know, we'll see if he could stay healthy all 17. Uh, so, yeah, this offense is going to be what it is. It's going to be David Montgomery and then trying to get the ball to guys like Allen Robinson, uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, Marquise Goodwin, and then throwing a Jimmy Graham for every few plays that he's out there. Which, by the way, the Bears went out of their way to keep Jimmy Graham in the offseason. And last week he only played, I think, 14 plays. And I don't think he played a lot of plays this week either. Which begs the question, what did they keep him for? Why is he still on this roster earning money? Not only that, not only does he earn money, but because the Bears are in such tight financial strains right now with the cap, they voided out his year. So think of it, if you're familiar with the Bobby Bonilla payout that he gets from the Mets, so the next four years on the Bears cap will will have payouts to Jimmy Graham, which will count against the Bears cap, which means that's money already spent in the next four years. So when you go, oh, they'll have some extra cap space, think again, because it's not Jimmy Graham the first time they've done this, too. They've done this with other players, but that's, that's, that's here nor there right now. Um... So yeah, it was nice to see you know the defense play a little bit better. Uh, tackling looked a lot better. Uh, speed was a lot better. But uh, you know this this Bengals team is still not a good team. Uh, yes, they did beat the Vikings last week, but they almost blew it towards the end. And you know the thing was too is you know Roquan Smith gets that interception that's the first of three in a row from Joe Burrow because it goes Roquan Smith Jalen Johnson and then uh not Alec Ogletree but um uh who caught the third one uh I can't remember right now but that's three interceptions in a row on three straight passes and then Justin Fields throws an interception later on towards the end of the game and Joe Burrow ends up throwing two touchdown passes on two pass on two straight passes. That's it. So, uh, yeah, he that's right. He threw the one touchdown pass to Jamar Chase, and then Fields throws an interception. They get great field position, and then Joe Burrow throws a touchdown pass to Ty Higgins, I think, in the end zone. Who? You know, beat his man. You know, um, maybe Roquan should have been shaded over. I don't really know how that play works out. I didn't get to see. Obviously, I don't know how that would work. But um, yeah, so let, let's not pretend either that you know, while the Bears did keep the Bengals down in a matter of seconds, that game was within reach for them. And here's where I think the difference comes in. So Andy Dalton gets hurt. Justin Fields comes in, and while his numbers aren't great, neither is the rest of the offenses. And in fact, there was one pass I did see where he threw to Allen Robinson, and it just went through his hands. And if Allen Robinson is the get-it guy, the go-up-and-get-it guy, you have to cradle that ball in. That has to be a touchdown pass. You have to make sure your quarterback can trust you on that. Because it was a good throw. He knew exactly where to keep it away from the defender, which... I really, really, I know it's a small sample size, so you can rake me over the coals later. 
I really like the way the kid puts the ball in places. I think that he's got a, he's got a talented enough arm. I just you know I, I people are already ragging that he does things wrong. He's twenty one. You know what I mean? He comes in with a lot of upside, more so than Mitch, whose upside was built on the fact that the Bears would have had to develop him into that kind of quarterback. You know what I mean? Mitch had a lot of questions because of the things he wasn't good at already. A lot of Fields' problems are because of things he does that he's, those are habits he's earned. It's not so much that he doesn't have an accurate arm or he doesn't have a strong arm. It's the fact that he might hold on to the ball too long, which, I've read so many differing opinions on so far that some people say that yes, he does hold on to the ball too long, or if he does hold on to the ball too long, it's for maybe a hundredth of a second more than some other qualified starters. So again, and eh, you know, I don't know if I buy into that. And are those numbers skewed? Are they also counting the times like in high school, in uh, not high school, in Ohio State, where he was running a lot of boots? Where he was running the ball, you know, to the side and waiting for a play to develop, that could also skew your time. Again, those probably are not counted, but you know, there's so much negativity against the guy, and he's barely played yet. The thing I'm giving him credit for today, and the reason why the Bears won, in my opinion, or at least why this game did not go into overtime is the scramble play and yes you could say well yeah of course he's going to scramble but i have noticed a lot of times even when the play breaks down he will wait and keep his eyes down the field looking for an open receiver so the fact that he didn't find anybody saw the open field and knew that he could gain nine or ten yards get the first down and secure the win is something I think he could he he did something that he could do only he can do that sorry I was running over my mouth over here he himself is the only one that could have done that Andy Dalton would not have probably made if he did make that run who's to say that he couldn't get caught from behind I think with his athleticism and yes he is younger his legs are fresher Justin Fields had has the speed to get away from guys like that where Andy Dalton might not have if he doesn't make that scramble I don't think the Bears win this game honestly I I honestly think that they'll they lose this game because that first down gives the Bears the safety they need to run the ball with David Montgomery and then David Montgomery whose numbers were just okay today but he is trying he is really trying to make himself a name out there he was running the ball hard today again and he got that first down when it mattered towards the end of the game which helped secure the win so as far as I'm concerned the difference in this game was Justin Fields because the one play he makes at the end the scramble play really gives the Bears the chance to secure the win it forces the Bengals to run their timeouts out and we move on into this next week wondering how bad is Andy Dalton's knee because I think we've seen enough even with only going 6 for 11 I think or 6 for 12 or 7 for 12 I think we all want Justin Fields to start I think the Andy Dalton experience was was is over you know 
I hate the fact that the Bears had to waste so much money on him because it just shows how foggy headed, you know, uh, you know, in the foggy lens, uh, you know, the foggy view of this front office. You know, they overpay for everybody, and don't even look at Andy Dalton. Look at Mike Lennon. Look at Robert Quinn's contract. Look at Jimmy Graham's contract. Even Khalil Mack's contract to a bit. I mean, Khalil Mack's a one in a lifetime player, but that's still a lot of money that they owe him. It comes down to a lot of nickels and you know, nickels and dimes and pennies and dollars, you know what I mean? Uh, I think Justin Fields running on that play is the play of the game because he is such a dynamic talent that no one else could have done that play. No other quarterback could have done, no other quarterback on the Bears could have made that play. I'll say it like that. Um, so yeah, I, uh, you know, not a very exciting game as far as offense goes. Um, if you were a defensive fan, you got your money's worth because the Bears defense finally showed up today. I don't know what happened. Again, I still have a problem with this coaching staff right now. Um, it just, you know, there are times where they look unprepared. Uh, la- again, last week, I, I, look, you can enjoy this one today, but just remember, they're still just as much the team la- this week as they are last week. And to show you, and I mean, just to show you how different each week is, last week while the Rams steamrolled the Bears' defense, this week they struggled to beat the Colts. You know what I mean? And the Colts got steamrolled by the Seahawks last week. So that's the NFL for you in a nutshell. It, it, it really is anybody's game any week. I mean, you know, and, and it was all over. I mean, look I mean, look at the Saints. The Saints scored, didn't score anything like they did last week. The Dolphins got shut out. The Raiders beat the Steelers at home, at, at Pittsburgh. So I still think as much as the Bears win is good today, um, they're still the same team as they were last week. They're still prone to those mistakes. I wonder if Justin Fields gets to start next week. Will Matt Nagy get out of his own way and let this offense not be so vanilla for him because he doesn't want Justin to form bad habits outside of Matt's offense? Because I, I honestly don't think that Matt Nagy's a developer of quarterback talent in the sense that he will do the best to make his quarterback succeed. He's a developer in the sense of you need to work in my eyes through my field of vision as opposed to the guy who's on the field actually making the throws, making the plays happen. So those are questions I have obviously going through the rest of the season. Um, Next week, I believe the Bears play the Lions. Don't quote me on that just yet. I'm sorry, sometimes I should have this stuff prepared. But I'll get there. I'll get there. One of these days, this show will sound like a professional show. Actually, the Bears play the Browns, who I believe won today. Um, and But that's a stacked team on offense. You know, minus, you know, as much as I don't love Baker Mayfield, uh, he's still a he, he, does, he doesn't need to be a factor as much as Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt need to be, you know, and they still have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. I think Odell's actually hurt right now, but yeah, they won 31-21 against Texas. Um, there's still a lot of stacked offense on that team, and then their defensive line still has Miles Garrett, who is a beast of a player, and not just because he almost killed Mason Rudolph two years ago, um, which I still believe is a conspiracy to keep the heat off the MLB for letting the Houston Astros cheat and win a World Series. I uh, 
I, I, I would fear Miles Garrett tearing up this Bears offensive line. But you know what? Last week, Aaron Donald had a pretty, you know, normal game for a, a guy playing his position. You, know, you hear how great Aaron Donald is, and he had one sack. He had one sack, and I think one and a half tackles or two tackles. So, kind of a non-factor. So, I mean, there's a good chance that the Bears could scheme it up to where Miles Garrett gets neutralized. But, you know, I saw some things from Fields today, too. You know, they did overload, do some overload blitzes on the edge. Um, they're trying to take away a lot of uh, things that he probably traps that he does fall into because he's not a seasoned NFL quarter. And that's the argument I hate hearing about, too. It's like, well, he doesn't know. The- of course he doesn't know the NFL yet. He's never played in it. I honestly don't think anything the Bears trading up for him and I made this argument when they traded for when they got Mitchell Trubisky too. If you trade up for the guy, if you make it that the guy that it's known, if you've almost more or less handed the guy the keys to the car and you know he's going to be your starter, what good does it do you and your franchise to not let him start? I don't buy it. You know, I just don't buy it. I think yeah, you worry about injury, but I mean, even the teams that have the best players, this is football. It's a dangerous game. Guys get hurt all the time, and I don't mean that. I'm not being flippant about it. Guys get hurt all the time. I mean, look, Matthew Stafford almost broke his thumb the first day of practice for the Rams. They traded all this stuff over for him. His first practice smacks his hand on a helmet of somebody else, and they were worried he broke his thumb. Could you imagine if that was the season? They trade away all these draft picks for Matthew Stafford and he breaks his thumb and can't throw a football, which would be hilarious as a Bears fan because I got to be honest with you, hearing how amazing Matthew Stafford is is fucking nauseating. You know, at least Aaron Rodgers has won an MVP, as much as I hate saying that sentence. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot of. I don't think there's a lot of bad that can happen with Justin Fields being. The starter, the only worry I have is if Matt Nagy will not let him, you know, flourish, let him spread his wings in a sense, and really, really um, let the kid play to his strengths and maybe add his own wrinkles instead of forcing him to be what Matt Nagy wants him to be. Because if you look at those numbers, even on Dalton's side, they're really pedestrian. And, you know, I don't want, you know, the Bears still don't have a 4,000-yard passer in their franchise. And you're not going to get it if you're making your passer only throw seven yards down the field. I think last week, the, the, the numbers came out only like three passes traveled past 10 yards last week on the Bears' offense. That's not good enough. Yeah, maybe they don't intend on winning the Super Bowl this year. But, you know, I, I don't think that this is the way you still go about it, you know. You could still be rookie of the year with great numbers. Just don't let the don't 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 press the kid down. You know what I mean? So I don't know. A lot of questions going into next week. Um, wondering if Fields will be the starter. That's going to be the biggest one because come tomorrow or Tuesday or I think Wednesday is when they make when they'll probably make that decision. Or um, I think Nagy still go if Dalton's ready to play. I think Nagy goes Dalton. I will not be surprised. If if Dalton gets the nod over Fields this upcoming week, so that's gonna be something to look forward to, and you know we'll just see how that goes. You know another 
another game in. But at least, you know, the Bears win, and that's a good thing, you know, especially the home opener. You like to see them win at home. Uh, the fans got a good game. So that 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 that's important. That's a, that's a nice win for everybody. Everybody's happy. Uh, so I think that's, yeah, I think that's a good place to lead off. My final thought is just, uh, you know, I, I don't care what Fields didn't do today. I'd rather have him be the starter for what you hope he can do for what you believe that drafting a kid like that trading up for him the promise of what he can do i think that's the reason why you start him now um but we'll see you know the week will play out and matt Nagy will make his choice because he's a big dunderhead i have no idea <laughs> you know uh so that that that's it for me. Uh, next week, I think Chris and I will be back together, and we'll be able to give you the yucks along the way. And uh, you know, it should be a good show. So for that, this is uh, Nico, and that was the Nico and Chris Bears post game wrap up podcast show featuring Nico and Chris. I'm Nico. Please make sure to follow us at NNC Bearscast on Twitter or on Instagram. And make sure to follow the show. Look for Nico and Chris Bears post game wherever you find your podcast. Rate and subscribe. We'd really love to hear the uh, reviews if you guys got them. And we really appreciate you listening as always. Next week, bear down. Oh, and next week the Bears play the Browns. So just remember that. So bear down, guys. Next week.